<laughs> I thought we were going to have theme music. I did too. <laughs> uh, where did the music go? Hello. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because it's episode five and of we have theme music. Episode five of The Cosmic Fire Podcast. Whoa. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode five and. I still love you. I love you. Oh. You must be Kairos. You must be Phoenix. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to love you. Nice to meet you and love you, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our love fest. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a great thing about social distancing. Like, you can just, just be so inappropriate. And nobody can come within six feet of you, or you can report them to the authorities. (laughs) I'm really excited about all the new hotlines. (laughs) (laughs) Are there new hotlines? Well, I don't know if they exist yet. They might only exist in people's minds, but, or in the media. So, I mean, but it is a thing that's being reported. Like what kind of hotlines? That you can call and to report people who aren't abiding by appropriate social Oh, I thought you were talking measures. about, like, cause people are going to have all kinds of psychological disorders from the quarantining. Like, you know, Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that too. Let's, I bet you there's a lot you of... You know, let's take some calls on our hotline all today. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you can dial straight down the middle, 800. You can even call collect. Um, here at Kairos and Phoenix, the most feared duet since... Yeah, um... Yeah, you know, phone sex hotlines are probably just doing oh, great man. guns business, yeah. right? That's what we should get into, spiritual porn. Yeah. We're not into that? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to... Well, our listeners don't yeah. know that we well, are. Well, Richard does. <laughs> we don't know Richard, but Richard sent us a great... Uh, a great a, comment. A great comment, um, you know, and announcing the uh, the national... Wait, national... Uh, National Amateur, Amateur Porn, porn time. time. Nap Time. time. Yeah. Yes. Call the Nap Time, ho- nap time Hotline. Yeah, call the Nap that Time. that five times in a row. Nap Time Hotline. Nap Time. <laughs> 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 All right. We have a great guest for you today. Mm. Adeli Morellas. She's a warrior goddess. She's a firewalk inst- fire instructor. She tells some awesome firewalking stories. Um, she's a mother of two beautiful and talented daughters that she raised pretty much on her own. She is of, um, Mexican American descent. So, um, you know, grew up in, um, people of color, um, in Latino American environment and had a very successful, um, corporate career and then just walked away from it a few months ago to really focus on helping, other people, um, especially she has this real, um, burden for women and women of color and helping them take back their power and just super inspiring story, super inspiring guest. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. I mean, we had so much fun with this interview and, um, Adele is actually one of our advisory council at cosmic fire. So, um, you can check her out at, um, well, we got the links in the bio mm-hmm. or in the podcast, uh, notes. Yeah. So we're going to get into that as quickly as we can. Wanted to tell you there's a super moon, full moon in Libra on Tuesday, um, April. What day is that? The 8th? Mm. I think it's the 8th. 
Yeah. We're just going to say it's April 8th. <laughs> or 7th. <seven, laughs> like Sunday days. 5, Monday 6, Tuesday 7. It's seven. the 7th. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good call. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we talked a lot about that on our Saturday Day Live today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is available to the public, is it not? It is. Yep, it is. You can go to the Cosmic Fire YouTube channel and check it out. We talk about... Um, the psychic weather, the cosmic weather, and the relational weather. Um, all kinds of things getting brought up in the energy right now for healing, as I'm sure our listeners know. Yeah. If anybody's not feeling it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then they're in the I own. want whatever you're on yeah, if you're not feeling it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, if you were a plague doctor, you could have that. I could have Legally. What? Oh, right. I could put some laudanum drops in my bird beak mask and be good to go. Yeah, you know, essential oils, man, they've been working for uh, centuries. Yeah. 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 Hey, if it worked for the plague doctors, maybe it'll work for us. Yeah. No boobos. I do not want boobos. (laughs) You know, I'd be like, if if people were walking around with like sores that made parts of their body fall off, I would be really seriously... I would reconsider my my spiritual beliefs that germs don't cause disease. I'd probably be sorely tested. Uh, I see what you did there. Um, Yeah, you know, um, it's easier to be in denial of something that kind of lurks beneath the surface. And I think a lot of that lurking beneath the surface stuff is exactly what's coming up for healing right now. Yeah, Jupiter-Pluto conjunct. right now as we're recording this are you saying that i'm den- in denial of uh like covid19 <laughs> symptoms that are lurking beneath the surface <laughs> i think we all have a couple of uh, secret hidden invisible sore spots that we've been ignoring for a long time and those little um festering wounds in our psyche are are just looking for a little love yeah i think mine's my butt my butt gets hurt <laughs> easily when people say mean things about me, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just uh, let's talk to Adele. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Really excited to have Adele Morellas with us today. Um, Adele is um, actually. How would you describe yourself? What you're doing now? You know what? I think I'm. <laughs> developing a new identity yeah <laughs> I right I, mean, I was gonna just kind of go through bio stuff and then I'm like well I don't know if that works anymore <laughs> well I don't know what works anymore um so you know I left co- corporate America in November um just really bad experience with a boss there and and kind of had it and um I kind of joke around saying she was my uh fairy godmother dressed in black um because <laughs> Um, I, I love the job. The job was amazing. I love the people that I led, the people that I worked with, but it just got to the point where, you know, you have leaders who are demanding things from you that they don't do themselves. Yeah. And which is a common theme in corporate America. And I, I said no more. So, um, I left corporate America and I left to build my coaching practice that I had started years ago. And then, um, and then also consulting, um, and now I'm like, I, I, where do I fit in there? And so I, I've got a few clients. So I do 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 some coaching and consulting. Um, and, you know, my spiritual world has opened up even more. And so um, I'm be also feeling led into activism. Um, 
you know, it's funny. I just did my census and I found myself pretty pissed off <laughs> doing the census. I don't what, know if you've done that? yours yet. No, I haven't done it well, yet. Well, you know, um, so it asks some questions and it basically asks who lives in your home. Um, you enter their names and birth dates and whatever. But then the race question is where um, I kind of got a little uh, rubbed the wrong way because I, I'm Hispanic and uh, you know of Mexican descent. And when I selected that, they were it, they immediately the next screen was I'll have to read it to you because it was oh my goodness. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took a photo shot of it because I was like, oh, this is rubbing me wrong. Um, so it basically said for this census, Hispanic origins are not races. And I'm like, oh, but what about just being a human race? You know, why is this even important? Wait, wait and, a second. So they said you don't count as a different race. Yeah, it's it, it says Hispanic origins are not races. And right. well, you know, I'm mestiza, meaning uh, right. the Spaniards came into Spain and mixed with the Mayans and Aztecs. And that's how I came about. But, you know. In this day and age, why is this important? Yeah. You, you know, Dude, and, and well, yeah. that made me feel like, okay, so I'm not a race. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big brown woman. <laughs> I exist. <laughs> they didn't have a category for that. They they didn't. So basically what they did was, so I selected both um, European and uh, and Native American. So yeah. in there, and then, you know, my daughters are, their father is Algerian. So that, that threw a diff, whole different, you know, <laughs> thing in the mix. So um, it was, it was interesting filling that out. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have like, to me, you just have a really interesting history. I mean, um, you know, the, there's the like, you know, origin story. And um, as you know, I've fascinated with the Toltec uh, tradition, which originated in, in Mexico among you know, basically what I would say, if you had a race and if you had people, those would be kind of the people that you came from. Right. Um, but so you've, you've been doing, um, trained as a shaman, um, in the, the warrior woman tradition. And, um, you have a really strong spiritual practice, you know, that you've been kind of your own thing as well, that you've been working for years and years. And, um, you know, we're really successful in the corporate world. But I remember one of the things that we talked about when you were on the verge of stepping out of there is, you know, it just really stuck with me that you said, you know, one of the things that I don't remember the exact words, but one of the things that drives me crazy is that, you know, there's nobody I can look up to who is mm -hmm. a female, you know, who's a woman of color in not only my company, but you know, the, the professional groups that I'm a member of, um, in Houston. And, and I'm just kind of curious, at, like how you're seeing things now, having kind of, having taken that leap into working for yourself. And I know that those, you know, the, um, both the, um, being a person of color and being female, you know, identifying as female, that those are two kind of groups that you're really interested in helping, um, you know, open up more space for, or. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was, it was lonely at the top, so to speak, because I was the only woman of color and I was mentoring other women of color that were upcoming leaders, but I really didn't find a mentor, um, within my organization. And, and like you said, within a lot of professional groups, I have recently started to see more women rise up to that 
occasion and in recent uh, networking meetings, I'm, I'm seeing it starting to happen. Um, we're starting to see more um, companies that are putting women of color on the board, their boards. Um, there's a lot more advocacy from uh, IPO organizations who say they won't promote um, IPOs that don't have at least one person of color or a minority um, at all. And that's effective July. And then starting in 2021, they have to have at least two board members who are uh, considered minority or color. Yeah. So there, there are some shifts happening. Um, I think now in this day and age, we're probably going to start to see a lot more shifts happening in that direction. Yeah. I think um, we're finding our voices. I know for me, um, I, leaving my job, making a statement like that, people were shocked. And um, I, it, it was a bold move on my part. You know, I, I left not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I left not knowing. And I, you know, I still kind of don't know. Um, but for some crazy reason, spirits like, no, this, you're in the right place. This is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And so, um, yeah, I, I really feel moved by, you know, women need to step, not, not just women of color, but all women need to step into the fullness of their voice. And we have a whole shift happening where the patriarch is kind of starting to crumble right before our very eyes. And um, it's going to be a balance of the maternal and paternal that really help heal this world. Yeah. And a lot of stepping into the unknown. So with your experience of trusting your guidance and trusting spirit, is there something that you could share with our listeners? Like what was key for you or what you find to be key practices or what really helped you to strengthen that trust in yourself and your guidance when you were facing the unknown of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now, but this is what I'm being led to because I feel like a lot of people are in that boat right now. Like the whole yeah. population of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or in the US, yeah. So, you know, so with the whole population of the world, I'm, I'm already very comfortable with that not knowing <laughs> yeah. because I have, I've been living it for the last several months. Um, but I think what gave me comfort is my practice. I think DK, you, you said it yourself. I've, I've been practicing for, uh, a long time. So my Toltec practices really help me unravel stories. Um, it's a lot of the inner work that I think that that this whole coronavirus and other issues that are happening around us are really going to bring people back to their core, you know, back to connecting with spirit, back to spending time with spirit, cleaning up old wounds that no longer serve. Um, and I think that doing all of that work um, was really pivotal for me in um, being able to step into, okay, spirit, you got me here. You're leading me this direction and I'm here for bigger things than just myself. And okay, I'll step up to that occasion and I'm going to follow. And um, it's just listening to that inner voice and and following those, those areas where you're pulled to, to go. And um, yeah, that's, that's how, how it's been for us, you know, for us for the last few months. And, and it's just listening, sitting, sitting there with discomfort sometimes, sitting with my emotion, doing inner, a lot of inner child healing, um, ancestral healing, um, 
And I, you know, I could tell you my story. Let me go back. So I've been divorced now for 10 years. And, you know, I think back to that marriage, it was um, emotionally ab- abusive and mentally abusive. And when I, start, I started my Toltec practice, probably um, 14 years ago, the very first book I picked up was um, The Four Agreements. And it I is love, The Four Agreements. I love Don Miguel Ruiz. I do too. He's, oh, the, the whole family is brilliant. Yeah. Just, I love them. Uh, and so when I picked up that book and I read in there that we allow people to treat us a certain way, I was pissed off at first. I was like, you know, you're, I'm in this relationship and you're blaming me for this relationship. <laughs> and then, and I was like, wait, stay with it. Stay with it. You're mad, but why are you mad? And so I, I looked at it and I realized, yes, I had allowed this to happen. And suddenly when I'm loving myself more, it's no longer okay to be treated that way. And so that was kind of the beginning of the end. Um, cause I, I, it was a 16 year marriage. Yeah. And, and so, um, I've, I've learned that along the way is, you know, as we commit to these practices and do them over and over again, um, it becomes a way of life and that's where the connection to spirit comes in. But that wasn't, that was not an easy, um, you know, when you got that message that it was time to leave your marriage, that wasn't easy, right? I mean, even on no, the level oh of goodness. ancestors, family, culture. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, I, it took me two years to make the decision to finally leave the marriage because um, it was pretty miserable most of the time. Um, but what really pushed me to do it was I had a girlfriend who was turning 45 and her husband sent her and 10 of other, her other friends on a cruise, all expense paid. Y'all go have fun, celebrate her birthday. And I w- was going on this cruise and he was really upset. Like, how dare you leave your family to go on a cruise? And I was like, it's a free cruise. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so, but I committed to myself every, to wake up at, you know, dark 30 every morning and go meditate with the sunrise and seek counsel. And after my first day of doing that, I knew the answer because I had told myself, Adele, you either have to make big changes to get out of the situation or shut up and don't ever complain again. And I was like, okay. So um, that first day I knew what I needed to do. And so I still got up every morning, meditated. And uh, so that was in October of um, 2008 or nine. And so I knew in October, but the holidays were coming up. All of this stuff was coming up. So I waited till the following February after all of our family stuff, you know, settled down to finally say that that was it. I was going to leave the relationship. So it it wasn't an easy choice, but it was um, my life would not be what it is today had I not made that choice. And I, I haven't looked back. Don't regret it at all. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you said something really important about the ancestry there. Um, one of the things that I, I woke up one day and I looked at my two daughters, I've got two teenage daughters, one's 18 now and 15. And I looked at them, they were little girls. And I said to myself, I don't want them to grow up thinking that this is okay. Because yeah. it's not. Yeah. And I look at all of the other women in my life, and they all had similar, you know, dysfunction in their in their marriages and their lives. And um, I had read at that time, around that time, that when you heal yourself, you heal seven 
ancestries back and seven forward. And Mm -hmm. I was um, adamant that I was going to heal it starting from my daughters. And um, I've raised them very differently than most kids, you know, get raised. But um, I can see them really being able to stand in their power as a result of it. And so, you know, my prayer is that generations forward also benefit from that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's something that I, I, I love talking. I love just hearing you talk about this because I think if um, Phoenix and I had one thing, you know, if there was one thing that we we maybe focus on or come back to the most often, it's that, you know, we felt so fortunate to each of us to finally meet someone else who was as committed to listening and just doing whatever spirit said, you know, as the, as the other one was. And that's a, that's a definitely an acquired skill. I mean, I think it requires practice. So now we're at this point where a lot of people, you know, um, maybe two or three billion people, I don't know, are being given the opportunity to kind of take a crash course in that or mm-hmm. not. And a lot of people are not going to accept the invitation, but I'm just curious what, what you, uh, what you guys think about, you know, how can, how can people, if people are like, Hey, you know, I really do want to change. I, I want to take this opportunity and change my life. I want to make the world a better, better place. I don't want to be part of a patriarchal oppressive, you know, warmongering culture that goes, you know, just impoverishes and people all over the world and especially in central and South America. You know, and then um, we just kind of deny that it's happening. You know, we don't look there, but it's like, well, I still got my job. I still got my security. I'm not really very healthy. I'm not happy. But, you know, it's like we're, we're so conditioned to cling on to these things that we've been taught, you know, equal a good life. So I'm just curious, like, how do you feel about, you know, what can people do to, to really start taking that plunge or, or making that transition? Um, from my perspective, I think that it, people people need to become more self-aware, number one, because truly the only thing we can control is ourself. And so looking at our own practices, what, what are the things that I do day in, day out? And there's a practice that Toltecs use. It's called stalking. And so we stalk ourselves in the sense of, you know, kind of how a cat stalks its prey. It can just stay with a certain thing, it just stay, stays with, a, you know, watching yourself. Like you just really watch yourself. Why am I doing this? You know, being aware of all the things that we do day in, day out. How is this benefiting the world? How is it taking from the world? Am I operating from a scarcity mindset? You know, really examine your belief systems and are they serving you? Because I, I know for me, having to let go of a lot of the different beliefs that, um, you know, whether it be religious beliefs, I had to work through those. Like, is this really serving me? Well, at the time, the fundamental church was not serving me because I had become somebody I didn't like anymore. So I had to, that had to fall away, um, which led me to being more open to other practices. And at times I'd ask myself, oh, my gosh, am I going to hell? And I, and then I had a, an epiphany at one point. Oh my God, hell is in my mind. I've created a hell in my own mind. And so do do I believe in a literal hell? No, but I had created it for myself. And so what hells have we created for ourselves that we need to dismantle so that we can be better for the world? Yeah. No one has all the answers either. And it's going to take all of us. And we all have to step into that higher level of responsibility and accountability to, to do this together. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. And I love that word stalking. I'm definitely going to use that myself. Um, I feel like for me, it's that um, watchfulness, listening, really being receptive and asking questions. So I love the stalking thing because it reminds me of cats and cats are curious. But in this case, I think curiosity is actually what's going to give you more life. And so I think watching, noticing what's coming up for us, you know, asking the questions like, why do I think that? Who thinks that? Is that even my belief? Where did that come from? Getting really curious and observing. And then when we're in that more receptive state, then we can get a lot more information. And there's part of us that already knows everything. So I think that we've been conditioned to believe that we are lacking in resources, that we're lacking in tools and lacking in wisdom. But really, we're just lacking in practice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, you know, that's a really good thing people can use to when you get the latest social media post about how we're uh, after this coronavirus pandemic is over, we're going to all go back to the dark ages. It's, I got somebody <laughs> sent me a video <laughs> and like after the pandemic the new dark ages. I'm like, I'm not, I am not clicking on that shit, man. Come on. <laughs> That's but, you know, toxic. Yeah. But we, but we're, we're kind of swimming in that, you know, and we all, in a way we always have been, but now it's just more out in the open, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the, the, you know, that's a really good place to, <laughs> when I get a video like that, it's like, oops, I got to go meditate. <laughs> I yeah, yeah really. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's a part of us that could, wants to lash out at that person. And, but you know, mm. the reality is that that's where they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we meet people where they are. And if that's, if that's what you want for your life, okay. Uh, but you're welcome to follow me into a better world because I, you know, I see a better world, you know, just inches away. Yeah. Uh, we have such an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm seeing really is the scarcity mindset. You know, the scarcity mindset is, is um, what we call the, uh, the parasite, right? And, you know, yeah. the parasite is quickly, you know, grabbing different people and just to stay out of it and go meditate, go walk in nature. I mean, just so many distractions. I think we started painting rocks just to drop them in, <laughs> along our walkways when we go. <laughs> but I mean, and there's another Toltec practice they call the not doing. So um, what one of my teachers will suggest is she's like, take a pile of rocks, move it from one side of the yard to the other, or dig a hole, just to refill it. And, you know, and, and, and you're not doing, you, you become more self-reflective. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, and and that gets you into your into your body, right? Also, right when you're digging a hole, and it gets you out of that linear, logical, grinding mindset and into a place of um, curiosity. I think and wonder and imagination, because there's no sense in moving a pile of rocks from one side of your yard. Right. But it's like, so then what do you do? You know, it's like you can just kind of zone out. And I think that's why things like knitting and crocheting are so 
healing for a lot of folks is like they have something to do with their hands, but their mind can kind of zone out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons that I think you have such a unique voice is um, that um, or me, I don't know if unique is the right word, but it's really resonant with people. I feel like I love the videos, the fearless Friday videos. And then the, is it makeup free Monday? Mm-hmm. Makeup free Monday. Yeah. So when I, how many times did you get that message before you uh, listened? And, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny because the first Monday that I was uh, out of uh, corporate America, I thought, you know what? I don't have to wear makeup. And so I was like, I'm recording a video because this is, my mom is going to kill me. And it was funny (laughs) because I did record the video and I sent it to her and I said, I'm posting this on social media. And she instantly replied before she even watched the video and said, Adele, you should have worn makeup. (laughs) And then she watched the video and she was like, oh, and it's been so eye opening. You know, that bothered her for the longest time that I was doing a makeup free Monday video. She's like, what are you doing? You know, Um, it's funny. I was thinking through the other day. She wouldn't allow me to wear makeup till I was 13, but then expected me to wear makeup every day of my life from that moment on. (laughs) And, And it's, you know, we talk about the different, you know, conditioning that we have. And so, you know, for me, it was taking off the mask. You know, I, I'm, I'm a Toltec. We talk about the masks and um, taking them off and the different masks that we wear. And so that's really what Makeup Free Monday was about. And then Fearless Friday started um, about uh, the week that the whole corona, everything was getting canceled. All, all this stuff broke out. Um, a lot of people were in fear of the toilet paper mongering. You know, that was mm-hmm. the one thing that I was That's like, wow. still going on in Miami Yeah, Beach. it's still going on. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. My aunt lives in Dallas-Fort Worth, and she called me this morning. And she uh, she said, <laughs> you know, I, there's an 18-wheeler that caught fire on I-30. And I said, really? And she's like, you know what was in it? And I said, no, I don't. She said, toilet paper. She's like, I don't know if I should laugh or cry at that. <laughs> Who, was it arson? <laughs> I, I, she says they they hadn't identified the cause yet, but I thought, wow, that's so interesting. Oh, wow. There's an April Fool joke for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you know, you've been a single mom. Um, you know, come from a, a Mexican American heritage, and that's got its whole own set of rules, right? You know, that that I mean, but, but I I think that mother daughter thing is so that's a pandemic in our society, you know that definitely is, is going to be addressed and, and unraveled, but, um, you know, really successful in the corporate world, um, despite the obstacles of, you know, being who you are and having the color skin that you have. And then, you know, once you, once you got the message, it's time to take the the leap and do my own thing. You know, now you're, you're doing it and continuing to listen. And I feel like they're, you know, it's just in the spiritual community, at least the women seem to be about 10 steps ahead of the men, you know, um, as far in, in a lot of ways, there just don't seem to be that many men, um, who have caught up yet, but, um, I don't know. I wonder if you could speak to that, to that, like how, you know, because I feel like there are a lot of women out there who are single moms and there's this whole kind of, um, idea that, well, you're a single mom and, you know, then you have to work. And so you really can't do anything else. You just survive, you know, until your kids go to college or whatever. Uh, Well, okay. So 
Um, in the 10 years that I've been divorced, you know, not only have I really honed into my spiritual practice and, you know, even taken a lot of spiritual teachings, you know, on, so really I'm well equipped to be a spiritual teacher. I'm actually a firewalk instructor. And and I did that within the 10 years. I, I obtained my bachelor's in psychology with a 4.0. I've also obtained a master's degree um, in these 10 years and uh, several coaching certifications. And, you know, to me, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can do we can do whatever it is we set out to do. Um, and I didn't use my girls as a, as an excuse. I, you know, I've, they're, they're really active in their things and, um, I support them as well. Um, I, I honed in on what was important to me and, and, and at the same time, you know, I, my motivation and getting through school and all of that was, um, look, I can wake up and be 50 one day with a degree or without a degree. And that was important to me at the time because, you yeah. know, um, it, it was and I kind of did it backwards. So I did the career thing first and then got the degree to, to <laughs> validate where I was, <laughs> yeah. um, the credential, so to speak. Um, but I was already an expert in it because I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, so, you, you know, being a single mom, it's it, to me that it's like. That falls under victimization, you know, it, it, to say that I'm a single mom and I can't do certain things because I have to wait for my kids to X, Y, Z. Yeah. I, I think that for me, the girls have seen me walk my path and they've done some, some of the spiritual work too, at least gone to warrior. They both been to warrior goddess retreats and fire walks and, um, you know, they, they were at my last fire walk and, and, you know, they've supported me along the way. Yeah. Not always were they excited about it, but um, <laughs> now I see they, they're very, very empowered. You know, uh, Emmy is a musician and she's um, putting her music out there for the world to just, you know, listen to. And um, Ellie has already, she's 15. She started working at 14. was adamant that she needed to get a job in the career that she was, she wants to be in cosmetology. And so she's working at a, um, at, at, you know, at hair salon and, you know, she's learning all the things that she wants to learn about that industry. And I think that, you know, watching them and letting them be independent is really a powerful thing. And our kids as single moms, are more resilient because they watch us as we, you know, set out to d make dreams happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think, um, cosmetology training is also, it's like a secret feeder system for spiritual teachers and, um, and visionary <laughs> revolutionaries. Am right. I, am I right, Phoenix? <laughs> In my case, it was for yeah. sure. <laughs> and Ellie, I can, I mean, you know, I, like, I, I don't know Ellie personally, but just having looked at her chart, I mean, she's definitely the visionary, you know? Um, so, but the firewalking thing, like, how'd you get into it? You know, what made you take that, that leap to, you know, walk across hot coals and then, um, tell other people to do that? <laughs> um, like I'm just fascinated by it, and I'm, we're, when we come to Houston, we're I'm going to schedule firewalk. it around a firewalk. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, like social distancing. I mean, if you're like walking on like you know 500,000 degree hot coals, like you shouldn't have to worry about catching a virus while you're on. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I would say so, that was a sufficient level of heat to uh, you know disinfect anything, burn that shit away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so. um 
my very first fire walk, um, I didn't even realize I'd signed up for it, to be honest. So I was going to Austin for a Be the Change conference, and um, Heather Ashamara was going to be there. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. spoke there. And just, you know, there was a lot of Toltec and a lot of not Toltec. But I was going, and then as I was driving out, I stopped to have lunch with a friend, and um, he was like, well, let me see the agenda. And I showed it to him. He's like, oh, a fire walk. Are you going to walk? And I, in that moment, I was like, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> and so um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go with an open mind. So that first night was a fire walk. And so I sat through the course and I was like, yes, this is um, this is this is amazing stuff. You know, what can, what beliefs can I actually transform if I walk on fire? And I thought about that. You know, you think about, am I going to burn? Yeah. And, and then when you walk across and you feel like it felt like a soft carpet, I was like, wow. So if I just walked across hot coals and it felt like a soft carpet, then, you know, what, what am I missing out on because of my own beliefs? And, um, so after that first time I was hooked, I I was in Austin anytime I could be for firewalks. Um, Heather Ashamara was hosting them. And then she decided she was going to have her first facilitator training in Teotihuacan, Mexico. Um, and, you know, I was already in love with Teotihuacan because I'd gone a few times before that. And I, um, for whatever reason, I didn't know how I was going to get the resources. I, I, I signed up like I'm all in. And so, um, yeah, I was I went to Teotihuacan, went through the certification. Um, the fire was a, a big, has always been a big teacher for me. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. We're doing thank this you. on Adele's birthday. Fire sign. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it was interesting. The fire really, um, so I have a quick story. Can I tell it? Oh, yeah, please. So the fire I can find is healing in so many ways. So it heals physically and it also heals um, emotionally and spiritually. So I, I see it, you know, as a teacher in so many ways. And so fire, fire walking certification school was not the easiest thing. There was a lot of catty women. And so there was tension and the fire would take on that tension. And there was times that it, it would, the weather would be like so windy and we're trying to control this fire, you know, cause it's a big roaring fire. Yeah. And, um, as, as our, you know, as we fed this fire, our emotions, it, it taught us a lot about how you have to be very, um, very purposeful and then have a a solid intent when you go in for your fires. And it also taught me on a personal level. So (laughs) um, they have what's called initiation. And so your initiation, you are left with a fire, you know, once the coals are spread out, you're left with it to tend it and do whatever. And, you know, you're by yourself with a fire. Well, that particular day, that fire blew, and it <laughs> it blew a hot ash into my eye. I was so oh, mad. I was so mad. Like this hurts, you know. And um, <clears throat> at that moment, I was like, "Okay, I'm not walking on this fire." So then um, our our leader came and says, "Okay, it's time to draw numbers so that you know what order you go in." <laughs> um, and of course. I Number drew. One, right? Yes. <laughs> I was even more mad. <laughs> like I am I went from being pissed to totally, you know, off the wall insane mad. 
And then, so it, it's your turn, Adele. Here you go. You 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 have to go be with the fire. And so I'm like angry at the fire. You know, like y- 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 here I am, your student, and you hurt me. And then I have to go first. And I was like, I'm not walking. And the fire was like, No, you're walking. <laughs> and so I walked, and I burnt the heck out of my foot. And I was like, Now this really? You know, I was so angry. <laughs> So I went to bed that night just, you know, thinking, is this really for me? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. So I woke up in the morning. My eye did not hurt, which I thought for sure my eye was going to, you know, like I was going to have to go get my eye scraped or something. You know? yeah, eye replacement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my eye did not hurt at all. And my foot where I had, you know, been kissed, a fire kiss, so to speak, didn't even hurt. Like there was no, no sign of, of, of anything. Wow. And I was like, wait, you know, there's something deeper here. Let me, let me, let me look at a reflexology chart. So I went and I looked at one and the place on my foot that where I was burned was for the eye. So the fire was really teaching me, look, I'm going to heal you physically, um, but you're just going to have to trust. And so that, you know, trusting the fire and walking across the fire, you know, not only did it, I experienced, um, you know, emotional healing in that moment. I also had a real physical healing from the fire. Wow. Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, fire and I are really tight. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, um, I'm just thinking of the, um, Phoenix got out of her tarot cards for the first time and I don't even know how long the other day and just kind of, was shuffling the deck and just putting the cards on the table that that flew out of the deck and there was so much fire in in the spread and um i've been kind of just meditating on that you know in the background but i i do feel like there you know there is a a purifying well i mean obviously our organization is called cosmic fire but there's a purifying element of of fire that i feel is really present in the world right now and we you know i think that's just such a really powerful story because it's like we can be consumed by it you know in a negative sense we can be injured by it or we can use this time to consume let the fire burn off all of the parts of the self that we really don't need or want anymore and the parts of our you know when I think about I'm just kind of uh, I've been thinking about you Adele in the context of like wow you you quit your job and everybody was so shocked you know and now those a lot of those people are probably going to lose their jobs at some point or you know it's like so many people have are losing work um but there's so many parts of life in you know the west and in the USA that you know they're not serving anybody and i think people we just cling to them because we're afraid that you know it's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know right yeah yeah Yeah, oh go ahead no no go ahead oh i was gonna say that not knowingness is i think one of the big fears that it's like if i can't control the outcome, then I don't want to do it. It's like, that's why 
people stay stuck in like a crappy job or holding on to crappy emotions or like beliefs that really hurt. But it's like, well, at least I know this. And so I, I'm just going to hold on to it. And when it's stuff like that's been getting triggered lately, it's really painful. But I think like, something that the fiery energy has been teaching me of this airy season is like how important it is for us to kind of charge forward and put our energy out instead of like collapsing into the painful places where we're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that fear of not knowing, um, that's another Toltec teaching that has been really powerful for me. And my teacher was, um, she, when we were at retreat, she would often say, nothing happens next. You have to get comfortable with the discomfort of not knowing mm-hmm. nothing happens next. And, um, wow, to think nothing happens next. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what does that mean? And it, and it, it helps with not knowing what happens, you know, mm-hmm. getting comfortable with that and trusting spirit. That's, I think that's key right now. We have to trust that this is happening for us. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's such a beautiful phrase because it just brings you right back to the present. It's like there's really nowhere else to be because nothing is happening over there or over there Like in the next moment. It's just right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, the, the, the shamanic tradition is so powerful in that sense because it's like you have to confront your fear of death, you know, Mm -hmm. which is really at the root of all of our fear of the unknown. And, um, you know, I think that's just America or the USA and specifically there's so much unconscious terror of death of the body, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's really paralyzing for a lot of people who are good people and who would like to improve their, their life and make the world a better place. But I feel like this is, you know, in some ways it's really forcing people to, it's going to be hard to avoid confronting that in this situation, you know? Yeah, because any change is like a death, right? Any change is like a transformation. And death is just a change or a transformation. So it's like all tied up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We were reading that, um, the... Marcus Aurelius meditations. And, you know, one of the things that he says is that, you know, it doesn't matter the longest life and the shortest life or death is you lose the same thing when you die, because the only thing you can lose is the present moment. You can't lose the past because that doesn't exist anymore. You can't lose the future because that doesn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think a couple things here is, um, through the shamanic uh, practices, we we often come face to face with the angel of death, and the angel of death owns everything, whether it be material, our lives, or anything like that. And to come face to face with the angel of death is is a common practice that we we put we do. And um, when you really look at it, like I'm coming face to face with the angel of death, and I'm going to give it all over to you. It's it's. Um, it's frightening, but at the same time, it's like, oh, what a relief. I don't have to hold on yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's also grieving that goes with it that we have to honor. And I you know for myself with all of this, I caught myself grieving the other day. And I was like confused because I'm like, what am I grieving? And, and, I, and then I came to terms with, you know, it doesn't matter. 
what I'm grieving. Just let it go through and let it move through. And yeah. in, in that, well, there was so much power in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the mind tends to want to get in there and figure it all out. Like, like, oh, why am I sad? Why am I? It's like, like you said, who cares? Like, it's right. just energy <laughs> moving through. You know, it's like <laughs> because if I can figure out why I'm sad, then I don't have to feel it. Right. right? I can right. control it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not speaking from personal experience at all, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hear you. Yeah. You know, and then to be willing to even talk about it, you know, find people who are willing to talk about it because we're all kind of there together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's super important. You know, I mean, just that we can connect with people that are capable of holding some level of space you know, for, for us and, and that we can just be, be real with, you know, but also not be real in the sense of, I'm really, really afraid that we're going into the dark ages <laughs> and you know, billions of people are going to die and I'll never have a, you know, it's like, right. yeah, we have to be discerning, I think in that sense. Well, that's a distraction oh, yeah. too, right. From actually feeling your feelings Oh yeah, you know, yeah. getting obsessed with watching the end times are really exciting. Oh, it is so important. The beginning. What's that? <laughs> because an ending means a new beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to do everything that's part of this new beginning, and I've never done it before, so I better not do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's and it's one day at a time and one thought at a time. You know, if I if I could do this different, how would I do it? Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could and have a put, different experience of being in quarantine or or you know whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What could I do right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes that may be. Let me take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has that's definitely been the, that has definitely <laughs> been the case for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, so, and just being more gentle with ourselves. I mean, deepening in self-love. This is a perfect time to do it. Man, digging that hole and filling it back in. I feel really tired. I think I better take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> From all my non-doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, do you have any last last things that you'd like to kind of shoot out there, Adeli? We got a, a minute or two left, and. Um, just, yeah, you yeah. know, you mentioned something earlier, and I wanted to share a kind of a download that I've gotten about this. You said that some people are going to, you know, step into this new consciousness, and um, you know, how, how do they develop that that uh, connection with spirit? And spirit, I meant, I you know, I was meditating one day, and I thought, you know, the people that are around me, um, and and catching on to some of these teachings are evolving so quickly. And mm. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And Spirit kind of joked with me and said, don't get jealous that they evolve so quickly. And you've done all this work for so many years. And, um, <laughs> and that, you know, they meet you right there, like almost instantaneously. Um, I'm really excited about that because, you know, it, it is time for this to catch on. And the world needs us as the teachers and as the guides and as, um, you know, kind of the helpers in moving forward. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm excited about that and I'm excited about the work that you guys are doing too because it's definitely amazing work that really our hearts need. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. I it, yeah. I think that message was for me, the don't get jealous message. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's like if we're not here to be a springboard for the folks that come after, then what are we here for? Yeah, but then I have to give up my whole story of victimization and suffering that it took me so long and it was so hard. Right, and it should t- be hard for everyone. That's right. Because it needs to be fair. Right, Wait, yeah. Okay, do I want everybody to suffer as much as I did or do I want a new society where there's free energy and we get to do what we want? Oh, man, that's, that's a, a tough, tough one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free man. energy, free internet, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. It's mm-hmm. there. The it technology's really there, you know. It yeah. is. It is. Yep. And it, it's it's just um, peeling away the scarcity mindset, you know, because yeah. there's enough in this world for everyone. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, Adele, this has been so much fun. Yes, mm-hmm. it has been. Thank you so much. Oh, I enjoyed thank this. You. This yeah. is an awesome birthday gift. Hey, well. Yay! Yeah. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Maybe we'll throw a little birthday mix in the Ooh. in the pod when we drop it. Okay. Yeah, it's my birthday too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I say it is. Actually, is an Aries now. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm an Aries now. Are you an Aries now? Yeah, I changed my birthday. And I and I just like one I, I didn't even remember that I did this, but I was like, well, now that I'm using, you know, my my new name. I, I need a new birthday and I'm tired of being a Pisces because talk about the victimization and suffering mindset. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be an Aries. So I changed my birthday, but I forgot about it. And then like March 22nd, I started getting all of these birthday wishes from people who know <laughs> me as a Pisces for many years. And they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed your birthday. I thought it was earlier. And like, <laughs> I'm like, that's all right, man. Thanks for, you know, better late than never. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, I'm still balancing the Aries Scorpio rising thing. So, you know, I feel very conflicted sometimes there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Well, you know, you can just brood on that for a few more years. You have, you yeah, have right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my dear. Thank you so much for joining Thanks. us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Alrighty. Bye, Bye. Adele. Thank you. Man, that was so great having Adele join us. Mm, I love her. Like a fierce warrior, but she's so sweet too. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect combo. Yeah, she does. So you can find out more about Adele and her work at coachadele.com. You can also find that in the show notes, that link. And if you do Facebook, Adele Morellas on Facebook and that's where she does her Fearless Friday and Makeup Free Monday videos. Speaking of having it all, Cosmic Fire? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Were you thinking I was going to say you? (laughs) Well, I was hopeful. (laughs) She got more than it all. Oh, Oh, are you okay? I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, please, everyone, go check out Cosmic Fire. There's, I mean, we really do have it all over there. I mean, we've got the podcast, we've got the blog, we get guest people on there posting. We've got a beautiful community there of creatives and um, folks that actually get it are actually walking the talk, doing the spiritual practices. You know, making the changes, being the changes that 
creates the new world. So it's really inspiring. It's really sweet. Please come and join us. We've got all kinds of community offerings there. Yeah, man. I mean, you would think that we had some premonition that this crazy time was coming or something, or that we've been talking about this for years in our individual work. But I mean, you know, honestly, we didn't have in, insider tips. We didn't trade in all our stock, you know, sell all our stock and make a billion. So, I mean, we need your support, you know, to be able to offer even more cool stuff, but you need our support too. And by us, I don't just mean Kairos and Phoenix. I mean, our whole crew. I mean, we got such an amazing, enlightened group of artists and creatives and visionaries yeah it's super healing to be with people that can actually reflect and validate your worldview and where you're at so yeah cosmicfire.org check it out all right and we'll see you uh in two weeks in a fortnight peace out everybody bye